Here we go. Here we go. What's up? What's up, guys? Episode 29, man. Yes, we are. Welcome to the show, guys. I remember when I turned 29. Can you remember that far? <laughs> I was like 20, 20 something years ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Back in 1985. <laughs> I was wearing my oh. tearaway jeans. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Sleeping Beauty? How was your How was your rest? It was really good. I woke up and uh, I was drooling. <laughs> I'm glad that you, you ever, woke up. <laughs> you ever have such a deep sleep that you drool? Uh, or, yeah. Or like when you think of like a hardcore nap and you wake up and your mouth is just like, you know, even drooling like Homer Simpson. That's how I woke up this morning or at like 1.30. <laughs> you just finished <laughs> working three nights in a row? Three nights, yeah. That's harsh. Not me. <laughs> what? <laughs> so what do you do like from midnight to seven then when everything's like all the hockey games and football games are done? Oh, um, podcasts, talk shows, no radio. Do you listen um, to our podcast just to hear yourself? I do. It's like, damn, I sound good. <laughs> Like who's Howard Stern? Yeah. yeah. F Howard Stern. Yeah. Pay me five hundred million. Yeah. Pay instead of five hundred bucks. <laughs> no, I listen to um, whatever's on. Or I download on. I download podcasts. I download Netflix videos. Usually, the um, not videos. I usually download uh, stand-up comedy. You have Wi-Fi, or you just go off your data? No, I just go on airplane mode, and I just go off my data. Oh, or not data? I'd like I Bluetooth my air, and then you just hook it up. It's not off data because you got that option to download onto your device. Oh yeah, for on, on that. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, because you want to travel with it, and just and if you don't like what's on the whatever. Yeah, seems legit. Okay, guest for uh, episode 29 is from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Mr. Carlin Nordstrom. We're going to be there this this spring. Yeah, good old Saskatoon. Carlin played uh, college hockey. He played D1 at Western Michigan University. Then he played pro in the States. And now he runs his own hockey school and does a lot of motivation motivational speaking which is which is good it's good for mm-hmm. the youth to hear so we'll have him on the show later on yep and uh cuz of the week cuz of the week i would can i say it okay go ahead <laughs> our cuz of the week this week goes to uh mr fabian blackhawk himself what's up cuz <laughs> what's up cuz <laughs> <laughs> so I can say that for a while. Um, I guess you can, yeah. Fabe, uh, him and I played a couple of draft tournaments together. We traveled, like we went to Toronto, Jasper. So we uh, have some interesting stories, man. Yeah. He's uh, quite the character and a good guy, though. He always... Helps me, helps me out and has helped me out with my hockey team, my kids' hockey team when 
I need help. He's uh, he's always there. So thanks. he goes to bat for you. Eh? He goes yeah. he goes to bat for his buddies. That's good. He, That's what he you does. Do. Yeah, he has your back. Just don't stab him in the back. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, cuz. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, was- love you, Fab. <laughs> and if you want to be because of the week, just shoot us a message and we'll hook you guys up. Shout outs. Do you have any for this week for episode 29? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I just want to give a shout out to all the junior junior players riding those long bus rides, playing three games in a weekend, living the dream. I think from Manitoba West, they're playing, they're still playing junior hockey. So oh. But next week, hockey starts up in Ontario, 31st. 31st. Yeah. I'm going to go skating Monday. I think I am. If we, if we have a game, I'm going to go. For Casey's? Or? Wait. Ah, oh, crap. I'm on nights. I can't go. Sorry, guys. That, that Monday? Yeah, Monday, 31st. I'm on nights. What about Tuesday? I'm on nights. Oh. I know. I'm, I'm going to miss the TNC skate. I'm Sorry, going- Nels. I'm not going to be there. So, yeah, excited for uh, hockey to start again. It's going to be a long week because yeah, you know it's coming and you just got to wait. See, that's how I am on nights. When you when you look at the clock and you're waiting for 7 a.m., you, you, you check every hour to make sure you don't miss one. That must be such <laughs> a bad habit, eh? I mean, like, yeah, oh, yeah. time just goes by so slow when you're watch, watching your, your well, Yeah, when there's no trucks. No, I don't watch my phone. When there's no trucks, we got a heads up this play this that displays all our uh instruments and not instruments our our readings for the fluid levels it's got the clock obviously so you check see so check it and it's a bad habit because it's right there so you almost check out every hour <laughs> it's horrible yeah when i sent you that text last night and you didn't respond i was like hmm, i wonder if this guy's sleeping <laughs> there's a good chance on screw him then i'll just go to bed too <laughs> No response. It's like, okay. No, I, no, I, uh, I uh, check my phone when I go to break because it's on airplane mode. So I don't really respond right away. Usually it was uh, res hockey. Uh, had to do with res hockey too. It was about hoodies. Like what kind of hoodies? Oh, yeah. See the pictures that I sent you? Yeah. Oh, and I opened my phone after lunch, after lunch, after I got home. Yeah, it's really cool. Those are some cool hoodies we got. We got to decide which ones to go with and what colors and should we go generic red and black because that could be team canada whatever because yeah. well, i'll because if we go blue the people are gonna wonder if they're edmonton or toronto blue <laughs> well we could go like toronto maple leaf blue or edmonton or blue yeah we'll, <laughs> they have that gray they have two types of gray yeah that i wouldn't mind going it's called Heather Gray, then maybe a navy blue just to switch it up from the black. Maybe go with those two colors. Heather, a charcoal navy? Charcoal navy? Heather, Heather, Heather? Yeah, the Heather one. Heather Gray, Heather Charcoal. Yeah, those look cool. I like the Heather Gray. No offense to our, one of our listeners named Heather Ross. And how does Heather get this label as a color? Supposed to be great. 
So are you feeling better after your Oilers winning? Uh, I was going to tell you about that. I think Drysaddle took Aaron Rodgers' mojo on Saturday night. I think so. I was so mad that Saturday. You know, I was, I was listening to the Oilers game. Chicago, Chicago Calgary went up 2 nothing. So I got to screw this. Another loss. Me in a bad mood all fucking night. So I turned to, so I turned to the NFL radio and like, oh, okay, Rodgers. It's going to be a good game. Went down to the wire last 13 seconds or 12 seconds. Yeah. And then I clicked back to the Oilers game. I was like, oh, holy shit. Dry Settle stole their mojo. <laughs> Green Bay Packers lost, unfortunately, to San Francisco. Green Bay's first play in the first quarter, they go down, score touchdowns. Like, all right, this is going to be a good, good, easy game. We're going to win. And oh, that was the only, only time they scored. Is that freak, man? Yo, so know. you see, so you wonder how many uh, ultra superstition fans uh, jinx thinks they jinx themselves with that celebration. Yeah, I know. So I was like, so I'm not going to bother to watch the Super Bowl or anything. Okay. Screw football. Football's over. <laughs> Football's dead to me. Not if you're a Patrick Mahomes fan. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Holy crap. I listened to that in serious last night. Yeah, it was good. They have to s- switch that rules, though. Like, that's what there are some the CFL rules where yeah. both teams get the ball. And if you score, that's a good They should adopt that rule. Yeah. So, oh, well, football's dead to me. I don't care no more. Yeah. But yeah, it's the well, Oilers. They played the Calgary. Uh, they played Calgary. They barely won. Did they? Okay. I didn't watch it. I, they I, 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 I didn't even listen to it. They didn't win in the shootout. Did they? Or was it overtime? Uh, no, they flat out won. It was like 4-3, man. 5-3 with the empty net goal. I watched was the highlights. It? I thought it was a shootout. Get your facts straight. Okay, let me check. Oh, yeah, 5-3. <laughs> Why did they check the shootout? <laughs> it was 3-3 three, three goal. 3 yeah, three three going into the third, and they popped two. So yeah, dry settle. You got the go ahead. About time. You should. Yeah, get, I know. You should get mad at the media more often. <laughs> what did he say? Pissy. Yeah. <laughs> pissy. Who says pissy? A little. Well, what maybe he? he's maybe. Uh, there's no word in Germany for uh, pissy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk about that six nothing loss. In Why the it's it's in the Florida past? <laughs> yeah, I know. That was I, brutal. brutal. Yeah, I mean Florida's a good squad. Oh, they are good. Got to give them a little credit, but not six goals. But I just want to mention Brandon Montour from Six Nations. He played okay. really good that game. He uh, he's a top four defenseman. It's good to see that he's playing good. Yep. And he he was matched up with uh, with David. And he played really good with uh, against McDavid. Yeah, that's good. He got one assist in that game. That was on the power play too. Oh. And Brand Brandon is uh, took advantage of that um, J treaty. He played in the states, played uh, call. I mean, junior hockey in the states in the USHL. Then he played Division One and went pro after that. So mm-hmm. good to see. But he's like Bear. I say him and like Bear similar to the way they play. Yeah. They're so smooth and they keep things basic. They keep things simple and don't try to work too much. Right? You don't want to overwork and lose the puck like like you do. 
I did lose a puck that went in, in the summer. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I scored out right away. Like, oh, fuck, I knew. And of course you were watching. Oh, <laughs> just after the you got scored on, just look around in the stands right away to see who saw that. There's Trevor looking at me with a shame in his eyes. Oh, I had a big grin. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew it. So yeah. Oh, you kids, you you young kids that are growing up that are wondering what to do about hockey. Sometimes less is more. Just take the one stride, do one pass off the boards, and get it out of your zone. Sometimes that's all coach wants you to do. Don't try and wheel and deal. Don't try and, you know, be like Paul Coffey used to do. Just especially get it when, especially yeah. when you're on D and you're the last man back, because if you lose that puck, there's no one behind you. Yeah, there's no one else to blame. <laughs> and trust me, Bush gets blamed yeah. all the time. <laughs> I got my uh, Eagle gloves that I won in the mail. They... Uh, they're the wrong size, though. I asked for 15 really? inch, and they sent oh. 14s. Oh, and they're so one inch makes a difference, is what you're saying? <laughs> That's what she said. Er. Yeah, you're dirty. No, you're the one that you're the one that took the joke too far. So I'd say you're dirty. Too far, <laughs> or too deep. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to buy them? You want to buy them? We'll see. I have to try them on. I, I don't know what size my, my true gloves are, but my but my, my gloves are in rough shape. You can they're, they're, they're held together with hockey tape. My <laughs> I think they were 14s. 14s. Have to, my, my true ones? Yeah. I'll have to take a look at them, double check. But they're that four-roll kind, so they're kind of... I used to have Eagles. Eagles are my first really good expense, really good gloves, and I really fell in love with them. I looked, I was looking at them. They're really uh, well made. So I just don't need Eagle gloves. Yeah. I got I got Eagle gloves when they first busted out. So they're fucking, they're 220. And that was over 10 years ago. Well, because they first, because they first hit the market, right? That year. Yeah. I looked online to see how much they're worth. They're worth like 250. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're a quality glove. So. But again, you kids don't ask for the Eagle gloves because you're still growing. Get <laughs> just kidding. Go we easy wanna, on your parents. Yeah. We want to give a shout out. I forgot. Okay, uh, cool. Congrats to Owen. Owen Hedrick. Oh, yes. Owen Hedrick. Guest number 20, 20 something. 25, 26. 24. 25. I we could go back. He uh, signed a PTO contract with Syracuse. Of the AHL. So congrats, man. That's yeah. awesome. That's really sweet. So hopefully, uh well, he mentioned in his in his interview that he was he was looking to go pro this this hockey season. So right on. He he kept he kept it up, he kept hustling, and now look where he is. So yeah, good for him. And hopefully he uh still is able to play for uh Eagle Lake and the, the Freddy. Yeah, yeah. I see the downfall. What if Syracuse is in the play? They have a deep playoff run. <laughs> yeah, that's true, right? Because yeah, we'll check AHL standings. See where. Yeah. AHL see, uh, one uh, one one touch note on past guests. Uh, Nate Briere's old team. They set a record for uh, most goals in their se- or one game for their 
for their team. I think they pumped in like 13 goals or something like that. Yeah, I saw that. They're fifth right now in the North Division. Uh, Syracuse Crunch with 31 points. They have a 14-13, three and one record. So they're almost at 500. North. So with that, I wonder if it's like the top. There's the top eight, eight teams make it to the playoffs, maybe. Hmm. I don't know. So they're kind of in the bottom. So they might have a good. Uh, push though at the end of the season so but that's awesome though Syracuse which they're affiliated with Tampa Bay yeah you never know what can happen he looks good in dolls dolls uh doll storm color does oh he would because Syracuse and dolls have the same colors <laughs> maybe Ernest and our cousin of the week can bribe him to yeah. come to North America and play for them I think I think uh, I think Fabian will be able to talk a good game and get him to come out. Money talks, money talks. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that incident that happened in the East Coast League with Jacob. Let's do it. Penetra and then- Jordan Subin. What's your take on that? I I think um, I think the Subans. I think they jumped over it. They jumped their eager to it. PK has been like that to jump everything. He's a bit dramatic when you watch him. Um, I think it's blown up. If you watch his past gestures, it's not racial. It's a, what Tom Wilson did in the penalty box. is a bodybuilding gesture. And Jacob defended himself. He's saying you're always tough when the, when the, when the officials come around. He did the bodybuilding gesture. It wasn't um, a, I don't think it was a gorilla at all or anything like that. No. Yeah, I agree. I think everyone kind of jumped the gun on and went on Subban's side. Like racism is bad. We know. Yeah. I, I've been there. I saw saw it on the ice and witnessed it. And like so we're not endorsing racism. We're saying it's it's wrong, but I don't think it was a racial gesture no. on Jacob's behalf. I think he just puffed up his chest and flexed just to give a big tough guy gesture and people yep. took it the wrong way mm-hmm. and now he's suspended from the east coast league south carolina released him no jacksonville sorry yeah released him and now he's gonna he's gonna not gonna have nowhere to place unless he clears his name and hopefully he he gets his name cleared because yep it's not a pretty sight but we have to hear his side, really, just to yeah. understand the whole story. We just can't jump on the Jordan Subban bandwagon and, no. oh, that guy's, what he did was awful. And so it, it's sad to see in today's day and age. Yeah, because he, he did this exact same gesture with that Tom Wilson did in the yeah. penalty box. Yeah. No, no one jumped on Tom Wilson. No. And just, I mean... It's true, though, right? That Trey Subban was only being tough once the linesman got in the But hopefully people uh, start believing this Jacob Panetra Mm -hmm. kid, and I hope he clears his name. And I wonder if anyone will sign him uh, if his name is cleared. Well, fucking that that piece of shit Logan got signed or is reinstated. Uh, Logan Milo. The one oh, yeah. uh, London Knights. Yeah. 
Ah, that's a stupid one too. So if 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 he got re-signed, then I think uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Montreal drafted that guy. Just shows a bad character for Montreal's yeah organization. So so kids, when you're on the ice and you're pissed off, don't use no racial gestures or no no names or just give them the. Just give them the finger, something that's universally that, that's not racial, or even just put your head down and just start trash talking. Or just or, skate away. Or once know? the puck drops, just go over to him and give him a two-hander. Fucking crush yeah. him. That's simple. Slash his gloves. Don't slash his shin, his shin pads because no. it's not going to hurt. No, it'll break your stick and he'll just laugh at you. And then you'll, you'll get that five-minute weapon. Go, go for the mitts. <laughs> go for the mitts. Mm-hmm. I always do. Cross check him on the crest. Hey, we should do a video, a TikTok. We should make a TikTok account. Oh yeah, we should. How to properly retali- use your anger? Yes, how to retaliate <laughs> on a player? How to retaliate? <laughs> just uh, how to, just like Denny Lamieux on yeah. Slap Shot at the beginning. <laughs> you feel shame, then you sit in the box, then you get free. Yep. We should do that. Do you know yeah, how to make should. a TikTok video? No, I just follow a bunch of people for the recipes and stuff. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm, I'm serious. Do you follow the little... island boys? <laughs> uh, I'm going to. Oh, oh my God. They're horrible. Someone needs to kick their ass and smarten them up. I know. What's wrong with those guys? Why do you want to act like that? You see their tattoos? Yeah, bunch of, and they got like diamond teeth. Oh uh, yeah, I'd punch him right in the teeth on purpose so he can just swallow their their teeth. <laughs> <laughs> we're not endorsing uh, we're, violence or nothing. We're not endorsing violence, no. Nah. All right, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's go to our interview with yeah. Mr. Carlin Nordstrom before Bush says anything more. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll be right back. Hey guys, joining me today for episode 29, Res Hockey would like to introduce you, our guest for this week's show is Mr. Carlin Nordstrom of good old Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Hey, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thanks for having me. How's everything out in uh, Saskatchewan? Oh, it's good. It's a, uh, it's been hot and cold and hot and cold, kind of fluctuating a lot. Nothing that we're not used to. <laughs> yeah that's right eh? yeah. okay um you played for Liberette eagles of the sj um it has a rich it had a rich tradition before unfortunately the team folded but how was it playing for the eagles well you know it was uh it was pretty interesting i uh i was actually their first player so i uh you know i was the first player they brought me in that summer to help work on the rink and get the rink ready. So that was a good summer job. And then got to meet all the kind of the locals and was part of, you know, building up the momentum to get the team started and getting to know the management and, and the coaching staff. And then, uh, yeah, it was uh, pretty cool to be part of an expansion franchise and, uh, you know, ended up uh, really, you know, going into that season, I was, you know, wasn't, 
exactly a prospect by any means and uh, worked my butt off that summer and, and got an opportunity to to play a lot uh, brad uh was a great coach to play for and i ended up uh getting off to a good start and uh scoring close to 50 goals and uh kind of really was uh, a key point in my career to to get me up to the level of playing ncaa division division one hockey so it was it was great, and you know, playing with all the native boys was a lot of characters. Obviously, Neil was one of them, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was it was uh, it was really really good, and I really uh, really enjoyed it. Was uh, named team captain eventually, and uh, really liked going out on the ice with those guys. It was a lot of fun. I remember Neil always wore that uh, team jacket he got. Did you uh, do you still have your jacket? Because I know they have the, the inaugural season jackets. And it was a nice blue leather jacket. <laughs> you know what? I, I had it up to a few years ago, and I don't know exactly where it is now. But they were pretty. Uh, they should. They didn't spare any expense when it came to things for for us that season. So that was nice. Yeah, because I think I was in bantam hockey uh, when that season, and I thought that was like the greatest jacket ever. It's like I want one of those jackets. <laughs> and I remember uh, LeBrett had Buffalo Sabre colored gloves, the blue and yellow, when they had yes. St. Louis, Louis blue colored jerseys. And I always thought that was a weird mixture of God uh, colors. <laughs> yeah, I remember we had all brand, obviously brand new stuff with me in a first two team. And it was, uh, yeah, they, they did everything they could to promote us. So it was, it was <laughs> cool. Yeah. After LeBrett, you went to Kalamazoo, Michigan, where you went to Western Michigan University. How was the college life on and off the ice? You know what? I, I look back at those years and uh, some of the best years of my life. Um, really, I can't say enough about going to a U.S. college hockey rather than the WHL. The WHL is, is, is good for, you know, if you're going to be a first round, second round draft pick. But U.S. college, I mean, you go into a different country, uh, the colleges, it's so much different than Canadian colleges as far as how much time and money they dedicate to their sports programs and the fans and the facilities, the energy around it. Um, you know, U.S. college uh, life, as far as that goes, is you know probably a little bit different than, than Canadian too. Um, the travel, the people you get to meet the exposure uh it was it was pretty awesome and uh, you know it really improves you as a hockey player I was definitely a, a late bloomer didn't really come into my own until my last year junior and then was able to develop more at uh, at Western and play with some you know I was fortunate we had uh some really good coaches there and my second year we were one of the top 10 teams in the nation so we had a really good team and it was, it was pretty awesome. We played in a cool division against uh, the Michigan Wolverines and Michigan state at that time, Lake state was pretty good and Ohio and Notre Dame. And, you know, we go into North Ohio uh, state to play a, a game in front of, at that time, they didn't have much of a rank. It was like 3000 people, but going through the uh, parking lot of the football stadium where there was a hundred thousand people, <laughs> for the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, football uh, game. So it was pretty, pretty cool. Can't say enough about it. How important is it for First Nation Métis Inuit youth to get their education? 
you know, it, it's, it's everything. I was thinking about this the other day. And when I do my motivational talks uh, across Western Canada, um, I really promote that. And, and really, you know, one of the things about it is our ancestors play, paid uh, a dear price for us to get our treaty rights, you know, and our education is paid for. So you're really disrespecting them by not getting your education and, and at least getting your grade 12. And, and then if you want to go to post-secondary, you know, the opportunities are definitely there financially. And, uh, you know, a lot of non-Indigenous people, if you told them you're going to get your education paid for or mostly paid for, they'd be uh, jumping up and down, right? So it's yeah, definitely yeah. something. If you don't get your grade 12, you're really setting yourself up for a, it's going to be a tough start, going to be a tough life. That's what I was telling my kids. Uh, they're both in grade 12 um, about possibly going to play D3. Um, I've been telling them D3 is good hockey. You're, you're on the ice five days of the week and get your education paid for from our reserve. So I think that's another opportunity that a lot of kids don't take advantage. Yeah. They may think D3 is not good hockey, but it actually is. And you're on the ice and you're getting your education at the same time. So I think that's another opportunity that, that I'm really trying to uh, tell these young guys, because there's a lot of good, good talent out there. A lot of good first nation kids who are playing junior hockey right now. And they're not sure what to do. Oh, that, that, you know, being able to go that D3 route and it is good hockey. It's, you know, it's really good hockey. You know, if you, if you work hard and you've got the right mindset and you want to make it, whether you play D1 or D3 really isn't going to make much of a difference. And, and yeah, if people can use their, you know, funding to go to D3 and get the opportunity to, to even at the end of the day, get in their degree, um, they're going to have a good life. Was it before or after? Oh, it must have been after uh, Western Michigan that you attended uh, Ottawa Senators camp. Yeah. So uh, after my last year of uh, uh, college, I uh, one of our uh, one of my teammates' his dad happened to be a pro scout. So after we were done playoffs, he he got a hold of me, and actually his son was on my line, had got promoted to my line, and I kind of helped him out as far as motivating him to you know. To, to be able to play at that level. So as a thank you, uh, he called me and asked me if I wanted to go play pro hockey. And I said, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually in the IHL with uh, Fort Wayne, which was only two hours down the road from Kalamazoo. So, you know, I uh, asked my teachers which ones they were, you know, which if they would mind me, you know, not being there for a lot of the classes. And 90% of them said, sure. The one of them said no. And I said, well, I guess I'm not going to finish this class because I'm going to go play <laughs> pro hockey in the IHL for the next month. So, yeah, I was just uh, be able to commute and then and got, I think, 11 or 12 games in at the end of the season at the IHL level, which was a, a really huge for me to be able to be ready to go in next season and train hard and know what to expect to go into my first full year at uh, in the IHL the following year. Uh, and then from there, I got the opportunity to go into Ottawa Senators camp. How was it playing for Fort Wayne in that the old barn they have? It's like a historic place. It's pretty, uh, it's nice. I've never been there personally, but I always see, uh, see pictures and hear how historic that place is. Oh my, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, the war memorial. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, I, I loved, I loved playing in Fort Wayne. The fans were great. And, uh, you know, I met some pretty cool guys who even 
my first year when I went up and then my, uh, when I played there for the, the season, <clears throat> I was hurt a lot, but, um, we had a really good team. We played with a lot of good guys, ex NHLers and some guys who went on to play in the NHL, uh, full time. And, and, uh, it was pretty, pretty awesome experience and, uh, really enjoyed it. Was, uh, Andy Bizu there in Fort Wayne when you were there? Yeah. So Andy was there my, uh, <laughs> My my first two when I went up and I was oh my god, this is slap shot. Um, so I go up from college and in, in my pro and uh, yeah, it was quite the characters. And Andy had had 500 penalty minutes that season. Wow. So uh, yeah, and actually him and I connected um, a few years ago again, and he's come down to do uh, and he's actually Métis, and uh, he had come down and. Th- did a couple hockey schools with me here with my, with my Kesick business. So he's a big supporter and I'm glad to have him on board. He's done well. He, uh, you know, he does skills camps in, in uh, uh, New Brunswick now. And uh, he was scouting for the Montreal Canadians at one point. So he, he's done pretty well. That's good to hear. Uh, I'm from Thunder Bay. So I, I was able to watch a lot of his games when he played in the old colonial league there with Muskegon. And he was, (laughs) he was, you sure got your money's worth uh, watching that guy play. I love the way he played. Yeah, he could, uh, you know, he really was like the Ty Domi of the minors. I mean, he could, he could fight. I mean, just for, for a little guy, he, he rarely lost. And he could score too. He had good hands. Oh, he could skate and hit like a truck. Um, I remember when we were in Ottawa's camp, it was so funny because he was just running robbery. <laughs> I mean, just killing him. <laughs> no respect at all. And finally, finally, Ray, I, mean, Ray had, I was trying to fight Ray and he didn't want to fight me. He had nothing to gain. And then uh, he didn't want to fight Bees either. But finally, Bees hit him. Uh, Ray was going into the, into the box. And Andy just ran him right into the player's box. And Ray just lost it. Gloves came off. And that was pretty, pretty it was funny. <laughs> Who were some of the guys, like the, the superstars, I guess you can say, that were at the Ottawa camp with you? Uh, they were they were pretty stacked at that time. So actually, my line mate was uh, Mike Fisher. Okay. He went on to have a pretty good career and met himself a pretty nice wife there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, he was he was just in junior when he played with me on my line, and really was just a quiet kid. Didn't I don't think he really said two words to me actually the whole time. <laughs> anybody, he just didn't talk. But uh, you know, Alfredson was there, Radic Bonk, Yashin. Oh, yeah. uh, who else? Uh, well, Hosa was just coming in. He was coming off uh, his knee injury oh, that yeah, he got in the Memorial Cup, I think. Yeah, and uh, yeah. It was a great group of guys. I sure wish I could have stayed longer than I did. <laughs> <laughs> you played pro for a number of teams in different leagues. Uh, what was your favorite team that you played for? Uh, you know, I, I can't really say there was one. Yeah. Uh, going when I when I ended up in Rochester the my second year and we went to the Calder Cup finals and I was on the Black Aces, basically the first two game, the first two series. And then that was the year Buffalo uh, went to the Stanley Cup Finals. So they started pulling all of our guys. And then I got an opportunity to play. I played every game in the Calder Cup Finals against Providence. And uh, that was pretty cool. A good, really good high-level hockey, best hockey I ever played. But I got to play every game and play the regular shift. So 
that was pretty awesome. You played with uh, Jason Smith. Uh, Jay was on the show two weeks ago. How was he as a teammate playing? Great. Yeah. Yeah. We did a hockey school together in uh, Winnipeg for uh, Phil Fontaine and the Fontaine family. The late Derek used to run a, a camp in Winnipeg. So that's where I met up with Jason. I'd heard about him because uh, when he played in Swift Current and whatnot. So he recruited me to come down to uh, to a team that he was playing with in Monroe, Louisiana. And yeah, so we played a whole season together and obviously got along and everybody loves Smitty. Yeah. Nicest guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, he had a lot of good stories on the on the show. Yeah, no, yeah, he was uh, he was always hanging out with a fun group of guys. <laughs> Any player that that comes to mind that had like unbelievable skills that that should be in that should be in the show, but just never had that chance. Like someone who had really nice hands and just wow. it was like wow. Yeah, you know my it's actually my my late um, uh, roommate a college roommate coming out of junior was a guy by the name of Kyle Miller. And, uh, man, he, I mean, he could, couldn't skate, had, you know, good height, but he was so strong on the puck and his hands one-on-one on the goalie. I mean, it was money. He come out of the Saskatchewan junior league and we were playing our first year against Michigan Wolverines who were just stacked <laughs> and uh, they had an unbelievable team and he gets a hat trick. Um, so yeah, he, he was one of the players that definitely, his hands were unbelievable. Then, you know, and, and when you get to the IHL, it's a, a lot of it. There's so many guys that were just, you know, could have had that, uh, could have made it to the NHL and some of them had little stints, but they just, a lot of it's just attitude and not tweaking your game um, a little bit to, to be able to make it to the next level. You uh, now run Kijik sports and fitness camps. Uh, what can you tell us about your company? Well, it's it's. I started it back in uh, about five or six years ago when I <clears throat> was watching the um, suicide epidemic in Attawapiskat there, and then some other communities in Saskatchewan. And I was working several jobs in construction with safety and whatnot, and they were good. But I just thought uh, I had enough working for other people, and thought that I could make a difference with my hockey career as far as helping kids with sports and fitness. So I started it out that season, um, both that summer with just doing sports and fitness camps. And then I expanded into uh, obviously seeing a lot of the health uh, and eating habits of our people. Um, I started doing some health and wellness workshops, talking about the dangers of fast food and anti-diabetes stuff. And then I, uh, you know, I thought my next good move would be to go into motivational speaking and telling my story of how I made it from small town Saskatchewan as a minority in a non-Indigenous community and undersized and uh just you know basically is a mental battle of uh making my way up the hockey ranks and and turning a negative into a positive as far as using racism as a motivating factor and uh you know went from small town warming to all the way to the to ottawa senators camp and playing a couple games during that uh during this the preseason there so um yeah, so I, I'm doing a lot of motivational speaking now. And I also do one of my passions is hunting and fishing. So I get some communities uh, pay me to take out their kids and and uh, take them on hunting trips and fishing trips. And I've got some good guides that we we teach them safety with uh, guns and, and hunting and teach them a different uh, with fishing skills, how to catch a fish, clean a fish, cook a fish. So that's stuff I, I really like. So 
really a wide range of stuff that I do now. Um, mostly the motivational speaking and then going into schools, talking to kids about healthy eating, uh, healthy relationships, and, uh, and then also doing the hunting and fishing. And is, no, I should, I forgot to mention, I do some hockey camps in the summertime too. What is your wild, uh, your favorite wild game meat? Oh, well, definitely. <laughs> uh, moose. Yeah. 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 I got a freezer full of moose meat at all times. So. Same here. <laughs> I think that's what we're having for supper sometime this week. So yeah. We have oh, a we roast. Have a yeah. Day, yeah. And yeah. it's awesome. Right on. Are you, uh, do you still skate or are you officially retired? Hanging yeah, no, I don't, I, I, I don't play anymore. I played a couple, a couple years after I got back, I played in some, you know, native tournaments and there's yeah. some big in Saskatchewan. And then I just, you know, I've got a lot of other interests. Um, I do do a couple hockey schools and I bring in, um, you know, other indigenous role models, um, John Morasti and Andy and, uh, <clears throat> so, and so on. Um, so we do that twice a year. And, uh, I really, I, I like to do some off ice stuff, even with my hockey. I, I like doing the off ice talks and kind of let the younger guys go with the, the on ice. So I'm really phased out of that. Um, 47 now, I, I mean, that shouldn't be an excuse, <laughs> but really I don't, uh, you know, people always ask me that too, is why don't you play in Delavan? You know, when you played as long as I did, um, people don't realize the time and dedication that I, I've already put in with yeah. hockey. Been there, done that, played it at a high level. And now I really, besides teaching kids with the hockey, I've got other interests, basically. So uh, no old timers then in the future? No old timers <laughs> for me. <man. laughs> I don't have the temperament for it either. That's <laughs> true. Eh? Yeah. What advice would you give young players? Uh you know what? It's, it's really how bad you want it. Um, you know, I hear parents cry to me all the time about, Oh, my son doesn't get this and son doesn't get that. Well, we've all gone through that and uh, you have to fight through it. Um, you have to be dedicated. And, and really, I mean, I wasn't by any means in minor hockey, I was not by far the best, far from the best player, but I just used everything in my control to, to, to make it to the next level, which is, having a good attitude of anyone on the team being, everyone can do that. Everyone can be the hardest worker on and off the ice and believing in yourself. Right. And you gotta, you gotta train, know that you're the training the hardest off the ice of anyone on your team or your opposition. And if you know that you're going to give yourself a pretty good chance of having a successful career. And if you do have a successful career, you know, even at the junior level, it hockey teaches you so much about teamwork, hard work, uh, you know, not giving up, uh, you know, learning about losing and how you react to it. You know, I look back at even my AAA midget team, you know, most of those guys have had a pretty good life. And uh, I think hockey had a lot to do with that. Okay, before we let you go, uh, we have a part of the show. It's called Five Rapid Niche Questions. Five, uh, just five questions. It's on the comical side. We get, a, okay. we get, we get good laughs with these questions. All right. Okay. Number one, baked or fried bannock? Uh, baked. <laughs> Not too many people say baked. A lot, like out of the 29 <laughs> guests, we had three quarters have said 
fried. I'm surprised. Wow. I'm, I, I'm health. I'm health and wellness. Remember, I gotta. Yeah, I gotta go baked. <laughs> I like baked bannock with jam. So <laughs> baked okay. and toasted. Yeah. Uh, number two, ever use a bed sheet for a door or curtain? No, and I don't like seeing it either. <laughs> <laughs> number three, ever see Ernest Munias live in concert? Uh, no, but I'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Bannock Burger or Indian Taco? Oh, Bannock Burger by far. Fifth and last question, can you jig? No. <laughs> Have you ever tried? <laughs> uh, maybe once over a few beers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get too many yeses for that question either. <laughs> <laughs> That's something Neil and I probably would have tried doing a party or something back in the day <laughs> oh i'm sure i could see him doing that it, it's uh oh, yeah. it's a pretty big thing like in our family like growing up okay. jigging so i'm sure he could <laughs> that's cool no it's 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 a pretty good skill to have it's pretty awesome and i'm good to see people carrying that tradition on yeah for sure all right carlin thanks for uh joining us on the show this week and uh we wish you all the best thanks for having me really appreciate it it was fun all right thanks a lot yeah I'll see you. Hey guys, welcome back. That was a good interview with Mr. Nordstrom. So I love having these guests on the show just to help out our youth and try to give them different opportunities to go through that hockey, the hockey journey, the hockey world. Right, Bush? Absolutely. 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 I agree with you. With you? With you. Over there? Over there. <laughs> Pointing with your lips? Yep. What are you looking looking at? Uh, just random stuff on the internet. Like what? There we go. Everything. Where's your mic? Island. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the Island Boys. You're just, uh, obsessed with them now, eh? No, just looking at their images, it's just like, come on, man. It's, it's like one of those things that you can't unsee, but you have to look through it to yourself to believe it. And it's so dumb. You just <laughs> can't help but keep, like, watching their dumb videos. It's like, yeah. these guys, that dumb? The Island Boys. Like, come on. Someone needs to beat them up. Smarten them up. Yeah. Come on, jeez. I think I'm going to... Uh, download TikTok and watch sure? TikTok videos. There's some cool stuff on TikTok. Recipes. My brother, Sean, he sends me all these TikTok videos all the time. There's just a lot of people who are so creative to think of a yeah. lot of these funny clips. Eh? Like, <laughs> I'm not creative like that. I can't think of anything. But, but yeah, maybe we should try like a res hockey you TikTok. Should. On tips, how to sure. you know? <laughs> Jesus, jeez. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, both have the same account. Then we'll take turns making videos. <laughs> yeah, it should be funny. Okay, before I forget, Res Hockey Top Five. This week, Top Five is things to consider when you're picking players for a Res team. These are definite tips, definite considerations. Because listen, listen up, the listeners. When you make a res team, you just there's so much things you got to think of. There's so many things 
you got to consider when you're picking a player. So mm -hmm. uh, here's uh, our top five. Number five, will they have a ride? Yes. That's a really big one because what if they don't have a ride? Like then you're short a player. You have to guarantee, get a guarantee from that player that they have a ride. <laughs> and if they don't have a ride, you got to help look for a ride. And that could be yeah. pain the yeah. ass sometimes. <laughs> oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, he didn't have a ride. Yeah. Oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, he didn't have a ride from the hotel. It's like, you got to plan. Plan is mm -hmm. not a big one. Well, they have a ride to the rink. So that's that's key. There's another key, key one. Number four, will they show up in the morning for the morning games or go MIA? We we that's all a, that's a, we all know players that go MIA or don't yeah. show up in the morning. And sometimes those morning games are huge, and you have to some of these tournaments you to go deeper in the playoffs. Or in the tournament, you gotta keep winning. So yeah, so that's a big one because there's a lot of guys that go uh, have too many pops Friday night and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Go up. So that's number four. Number three, will they have money? <laughs> yeah, we know of players that <laughs> the tournaments and have no money, and you gotta like buy them supper. Then they want to go to the bar. It's like, yeah, why did this guy? He has no money. Just, I know. <laughs> let's go back to the room, man. But the funny thing is, guys that always show up with no money, they're the one that always get the most drunk. Yeah. They get the drunkest on the team. And it's like, well, how did this guy get drunk? <laughs> I have no money. <laughs> so that's uh that's a biggie. Mm -hmm. Number two. Will he bring his wife and kids? I mean, yeah, it's good that you're bringing your family and family time and whatnot, but sometimes the guy's wife can be too a distraction to the team. Yeah. Out, uh, have the couple standing outside the dressing room and she's just getting mad at him. <laughs> yeah, I know. One time we were playing in a tournament and the guy on our team – was getting in trouble from his, his old lady. And she came in the dressing room, grabbed the guy's skates, and left. Oh, my God. Wow. So he had no skates for the rest of the tournament. And we asked him, how come she took your skates? Uh, she's pissed at me, and she bought them for me. Oh. jeez. Oh, what did he do to, what did he do to deserve that? Like, what did he uh... – did he lie and say he's only playing one game or did he lie and just say, no, 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 no. He went to the bar with us. Oh, okay. So, that was so, he, so he pretty much told a big story to his wife and then yeah, got in trouble. So he brought Friday it on night. himself. Yeah. And <laughs> Saturday she came in after the game was done and there was a bunch of guys just getting out of the shower and guys in the shower, just naked. Yeah. And she just comes walking in like no one's business. She's like, what the hell is going on? And the room was just silent. We didn't know what to do or say. Days. So well, I mean, on, on the other side of the like sometimes these 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 teams, like we gotta explain, sometimes these teams will cater, not cater, but they'll hook up players for and they'll budget. So if a player all of a sudden has a last minute brings his wife and kids, um, then the, the, there's more expenses to incur. So they also look at that because uh sometimes players just are babies and say, Well, I'm not gonna play if my wife and kids can't play, pay for them. Yeah. 
Some of them are just greedy and, you know. Okay. So the number one reason for our top five things to consider when you're picking players for a rest team, will their spouse let them? Yeah. <laughs> are they going to be allowed to go? Well, will their wife or girlfriend allow them? So that's, and guys, if you know a tournament's coming up, ask them way before, ask them a, at least two weeks before the tournament. Don't ask them last minute because you know how that's going to go. Are you a last minute person or are you a two weeks? No, I'm a good two month person. Two months? <laughs> yeah. I'm usually I'm I'm around a week. A week, yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's lots of time to prepare. Uh, I did uh, a couple of years ago. I did a uh, couple hours before tournaments. Oh, I bet you that went over well. <laughs> <laughs> then we drove out west, so it was like, oh yeah, so uh, and we ended up losing too, so it, it wasn't too good. See, I've I've been I've been in tournaments where you know I'm playing, and then one of our teammates, their phone is blowing up during maybe between periods. They ask, "What's going on?" Ah, uh, I didn't tell her I was playing. We just got to <laughs> what the what? Yeah, so I'm I might not be here tomorrow. To get <laughs> like just keep your dialogue open, people. The, I wonder why res attorneys are always like that, eh? Like I, uh, five that things that we mentioned, like. Every team will have a couple of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> just come clean, guys. <laughs> just uh, not really ask. Just discuss it well in advance. Just say, hey, listen, I, there's this tournament coming up in uh, the end of March. Um, Trevor and the boys are probably putting a bit together. We might get asked to play, might not. What do you do? We have any plans this weekend? You want to come watch? Just, you know, yeah. keep, keep the dialogue respectful and open. And there's a 99% of chance you're, you're going to be, uh, you know, you'll play. <laughs> you know what i mean it's just yeah. but don't but don't just say oh, oh uh sorry i'm i'm going to whitefish tonight i got asked to play trevor blah 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 see ya just be just, uh truthful just, be respectful yeah wash the dishes put away the laundry cook supper it helps those brownie points helps guys <laughs> okay that was a good top five i like that one yeah that was good i'll uh when we're done recording i'll tell you who uh that person was that Got their skates taken away. Oh my god! <laughs> you'll uh, you'll laugh when, when I I'll... bet. Yeah. <laughs> okay, our buddy Spud, good uh, friend of the show, he asked us two questions. So, well, I'll tell you the questions and we'll answer them. Okay. okay. First question: When you and Bush get asked to play tournaments. When you're told who is on the team, do you feel like this team can't win at all? But for whatever reason, it doesn't work out. Have you played on teams that you know who's playing and he's like, oh, shit, I don't want to freaking play, but you already told the guys that you'll play? Has that ever happened to you? Probably in the past. I can think of one situation that was that happened to me like that, like uh, – there was a tournament out in Shoal Lake and Dolls asked me to play. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll play. It's like, why not? Let's get some ice time. And yeah, I know we won't do that good because 
there's a lot of good teams that in that tournament. But the night before the tournament started, the Thursday night, uh, Eagle Lake messaged me and asked me if I wanted to play. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll play with you guys. Then I had to tell person from dolls is like oh something came up i'm uh i don't have time uh i'm gonna oh. be busy this weekend playing <laughs> so i did pull that card and but we ended up winning the tournament with eagle league so i guess it was a win-win for me i remember i remember your team we scared you yeah you guys did we, we were down one and we come back to we're down three one and we come back to tie within the last you guys only scored within the last like minute of the game it was fun it's a good game a win's a win, though. We came off. Yep, that. that's right. Win's a win. So one of the guys, uh, I was hoping that no one from Dolls would watch see me play. So one of the players saw me playing for Eagle Lake, and they said a bunch of stuff on Facebook. And oh, oh I thought man. you were busy this weekend, <laughs> you traitor. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> so, yeah, no hard feelings, guys. No. So yeah, I kind of. Po- Pull that stunt. So, and the other question is, and the opposite: Have you thought this team might do, might not, might do not do much damage, but suddenly the team does does better than anticipated? Yeah, like, like a Cinderella team, eh? I, I can't yeah. think of nothing on top of for that. Top of my mind, I think. Have I ever played for a Cinderella team? Hmm. I nothing comes to mind. No, what you? Me neither. I remember one year in North American. This goes back a bit. We uh, ragtag Sabascong boys. I play with them, and um, this is the year. I think the year they won it. We were playing the paw on like Saturday afternoon, or like Saturday one or two, one or two o'clock in the afternoon. So we're playing. You know. Um, they scored and then we scored and then uh, it, was, it wasn't really chippy, but it was, it wasn't really, there wasn't really good flow for them. And then there was a loose puck and I jumped on it. It was two on us. And then we had a little bit, we got lots of life going. We, we did our, we did our chaos game. And then uh, my cousin, tiny, he's, he popped a beauty goal over Chris Madison's shoulder. It's made a three one. So for one period, of one tournament we skated with and we were and we beat the paw but we we knew it going after the going into the second period we knew they'd come up flying at the end of the beating us like eight three or something but <laughs> it was pretty cool but but for one period but when we went to the dressing room with, with the flood we could hear chris constant and uh i think sunny was yelling at the, everybody yelling come on let's get our shit together come on guys we're, we're down three one to these guys because they were just mad at each other it was like they're I opened the door of our dressing. We could just hear them. They're just yelling. And we just kind of said to each other, they're going to come out flying. But you know what? That was a pretty fun period. We beat them. <laughs> but too bad it wasn't a two-period game. I know. <laughs> but that, that was the closest Cinderella that I ever played in any tournament, though. It was pretty fun, though. Yeah. Is that why you still have that Crow Lake Hawks jersey? Absolutely. Hmm. Surprised Joe Jackson and Asper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tournaments. I hope tournaments are going to be yeah. a possibility soon. Well, Alberta and Saskatchewan, there's always tournaments out there. I know. So 
Looking forward to next week. First weekend in March, Bush and I are going to Everleth, Minnesota to play in an old timers yeah. tournament. Yeah. I'm excited okay. for that, man. Me too. But the shitty thing is it's six weeks away and it's like, oh, I know. Man. <laughs> I know. I try not to look at a calendar. It's just, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty excited to go. Excited to go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are well, you this, looking- uh, this time I won't have to wait for you to wake up at seven in the morning. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just- Will this guy wake up on time? You should say in our top five. Yeah, I didn't wake the last time we went to the States. Uh we went to Minneapolis for a tournament. I didn't wake up on time and we were late. We left like yeah. an hour, hour and a half behind schedule. Yeah, we, we had to reach the uh our 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 COVID test at a certain time and we were going these back roads in Minnesota and I was going like a buck 20, just going down these roads. And yeah. We're, f- we're fucked if we get pulled yeah. by these oh, yeah. police. And, <laughs> but luckily we made our, we were kind mm-hmm. of late for our COVID test, but don't run on Indian time guys. No. Be on schedule, be on time. Anything else you want to talk about before we, I think that's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Mm. That was a good episode 29. 29. Yeah. 29? So, yeah, 29. Yeah. Big 3-0 next week. Yeah. So yeah, guys. If you guys want to shout out because of the week, give us a shout out on Facebook or our Instagram. We have an Instagram now. Yes, we do. What is it? It's called what's our Instagram handle? It is what do you Res Hockey Podcast? Yeah, there, my browser wouldn't load up for some reason. Firefox. Too many uh tabs too many, open. Too many tabs open. Too many porn tabs. Jeez. Oh no, it's open. There it is. Yeah, res. Yeah, there you are. There and we are. We're on Twitter. <laughs> Res hockey. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and maybe TikTok. Maybe TikTok. Well, hey, maybe uh, we can be the next island boys. Yeah. <laughs> the res boys. The... <laughs> yeah. Start freestyling. <laughs> can you rap if your life depended on it? Like no. Oh, I wouldn't be able to rap anything. You'd be like, uh, like, uh, what was that guy's name on? Uh, that Eminem movie, Cheddar Bob. Oh, at the end of the movie when he just no, I've oh, it's been oh that Eight Mile, yeah, it's eight been so long since I watched that. I I don't remember the characters. I can remember them. He shot himself in the leg. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's you. Yeah, probably. Hmm. Maybe we'll do a TikTok and start freestyling, and yeah, I'll go viral and. Who are these old fucks trying to rap? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Just spitting out lyrics. Yep. That's maybe uh, something we'll have to think about. Just be like, be rabbit. Yep. All right. That's a wrap, guys. Thanks for uh, joining us on episode 29. I'm Trev, and <laughs> with me as always is Bush. Denny. Yeah, down the hill. Down the hill. Down the hill, Denny.
hey, I saw on YouTube that they were look talking about restaurants that might not survive the pandemic. And yeah, I hopped funny. on there. Really? Yeah, I was surprised. That'd be crappy if I hop uh, closes down. Uh, yeah. I thought they were doing okay. Hmm. I'll send you that link for that. I watched a video on YouTube of the best, worst, the best fast food burger restaurants. Okay. And you knew who was number one? Culver's. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Then it was in and out number two. Then number three is five guys. Hmm. So that's, I say it's legit that, that list. So yeah. Do you like five guys? Nope. <laughs> you had to think how you're going to answer yeah. that. eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys right. again next week. So take care of each other. Love each other. And if you're sick, Stay the F home. Stay stay home. So we'll see you again, guys. Peace. Peace out.